Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about interstitial lung disease. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash interstitial lung disease or in the respiratory section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Interstitial lung disease includes many conditions that cause inflammation and fibrosis of the lung parenchyma, which is the lung tissue. Fibrosis involves the replacement of elastic and functional lung tissue with non-functional scar tissue. The conditions we'll be covering here are idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which is the most important one to remember, secondary pulmonary fibrosis, hypersensitivity pneumonitis, cryptogenic organizing pneumonia, and asbestosis. Let's start with the presentation. The key presenting features of interstitial lung disease are shortness of breath on exertion, a dry cough, and general fatigue. Patients with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis have typical findings on examination of bibasal fine end inspiratory crackles, so fine crackles at the end of inspiration in both lung bases, and finger clubbing. A tom tip for you. Remember finger clubbing and bibasal fine inspiratory crackles in idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. These patients are ideal for OSCEs as they're stable and they have good signs on examination. Let's talk about making the diagnosis. Diagnosis of interstitial lung disease involves the clinical features, high resolution CT scans of the thorax, which show a typical ground glass appearance and spirometry. Spirometry may be normal or it may show a restrictive pattern with an FEV1 and FVC that are equally reduced and an FEV1 to FVC ratio of greater than 70%. Other investigations where there is doubt about the diagnosis include a lung biopsy and bronchoalveolar lavage, which we'll talk about in more detail a bit later on. Next let's talk about the general management. Generally there's a poor prognosis and limited management options in interstitial lung disease and treatment is primarily supportive. The options are to remove or treat the underlying cause, home oxygen where there is hypoxia or low oxygen levels, stopping smoking, physiotherapy and pulmonary rehabilitation, the pneumococcal and flu vaccine, advanced care planning and palliative care where appropriate and a lung transplant may be an option but the risks and the benefits need careful consideration. Next let's talk in more detail about idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis features progressive pulmonary or lung fibrosis with no apparent cause. It presents with an insidious onset of shortness of breath and dry cough over more than three months. It usually affects adults over the age of 50, the prognosis is poor and there's a two to five year life expectancy after diagnosis. Two medications are licensed to slow the progression of the disease in idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. 
Ifenadone reduces fibrosis and inflammation through various mechanisms. And nintedanib reduces fibrosis and inflammation by inhibiting tyrosine kinase. Next, let's talk about secondary pulmonary fibrosis. Several drugs can cause pulmonary fibrosis, including amiodarone, which also causes grey-blue skin, cyclophosphamide, methotrexate, and nitrofurantoin. Pulmonary fibrosis can also occur secondary to other conditions, such as alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, rheumatoid arthritis, systemic lupus erythematosus, or SLE, systemic sclerosis, and sarcoidosis. Next, let's talk about hypersensitivity pneumonitis. Hypersensitivity pneumonitis, also called extrinsic allergic alveolitis, involves type 3 and type 4 hypersensitivity reactions to an environmental allergen. Inhalation of allergens in patients that are sensitized to that allergen causes an immune response leading to inflammation and damage to the lung tissue. Bronchioalveolar lavage is performed during a bronchoscopy procedure. The airways are washed with sterile saline to gather the cells, after which the fluid is collected and analysed. A finding of raised lymphocytes or lymphocytosis on bronchioalveolar lavage is suggestive of hypersensitivity pneumonitis. Management involves removing the allergen oxygen where necessary, and steroids to reduce the inflammation. Examples of specific causes of hypersensitivity pneumonitis are bird fancier's lung, which is a reaction to bird droppings, farmer's lung, which is a reaction to mouldy spores in hay, mushroom worker's lung is a reaction to specific mushroom antigens, and malt worker's lung is a reaction to mould on barley. Next, let's talk about cryptogenic organising pneumonia. Cryptogenic organising pneumonia was previously known as bronchiolitis obliterans organising pneumonia. It involves a focal area of inflammation of the lung tissue. This focal area of inflammation can be idiopathic or triggered by infection, inflammatory disorders, medications, radiation, environmental toxins or allergens. The presentation is similar to infectious pneumonia with shortness of breath, cough, fever and lethargy. Inspiratory crackles may be heard on auscultation. Chest x-ray findings are also similar to pneumonia with a focal consolidation. A lung biopsy is the definitive investigation for cryptogenic organising pneumonia. Diagnosis is often delayed due to the similarities to infectious pneumonia as they're treated as though it's presumed infection and they don't respond to treatment before later being diagnosed with cryptogenic organising pneumonia. Treatment is with systemic corticosteroids. Finally, let's talk about asbestosis. Asbestosis refers to lung fibrosis related to asbestos exposure. Asbestos is fibrogenic, meaning it causes lung fibrosis. 
It's also oncogenic, meaning it causes cancer. The effects of asbestos usually take several decades to develop. Asbestos inhalation causes several problems. Lung fibrosis, pleural thickening and pleural plaques, adenocarcinoma and mesothelioma. Patients may be eligible for compensation if they develop asbestos-related health conditions. All deceased patients with occupational exposure to asbestos must be referred to the coroner. So thanks for listening to this episode on interstitial lung disease. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about plural effusions.